Hello and welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a weekly show at the Upload Virtual Studios where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. I am your host, Kyle, and let's see who else we have on today's panel over here to my left. Hi, Ian Hamilton here, Managing Editor. Thank you for joining us today. Harry Baker, news writer from Dan Under. I'm David Jagno, senior editor from uh, California, down over. There you go. Let's talk about what we've been playing this week. And I'm going to start over here with Ian. Ian, what have you played in VR this week? Basically, I've been playing a lot of Star Wars. That's the biggest thing I've been playing all week is, is Squadrons, both inside and out of VR and going back and forth between the two of them, uh, testing it both on virtual desktop and with uh, Link and finding different experiences with both. That's been the thing I've played basically the most uh, this particular week. A quick response to a comment, VR vibe. No, we are live. This is not pre-recorded. Ah, see, because I said recorded and not broadcast. Yeah. That's my bad. Sorry. Uh, I did. Um, just everybody because I said recorded. Yeah, and I was just... <laughs> and I was just rearranging my... Uh, I was rearranging my sort of room scale PC VR area because I I really want to get ready for the, the Reverb G2. As soon as it sort of hits, I'm really trying to decide, uh, is that finally going to be the moment that I'm going to take down my uh, base stations? Because I've been, I've, I've actually done the mounting thing where I've mounted four of those base stations. And after I mounted all those base, the, the base stations up there, I discovered that, uh, the trackers or i realized that the trackers aren't compatible with the new tracking so the original trackers i had to do the full body tracking if you strap them to your feet or to your waist uh aren't compatible with the steam vr2 things you have to go get the the 2.0 generation pucks in order to uh i think make them compatible oh, with wow. the vive or sorry the indexes uh so you can have the index and you can buy the new uh body trackers to make them compatible but if you have the original old ones, it doesn't really work, uh, at least as far as I could find. So I was a huge bummer after setting up all that and expecting like full scale, uh, uh, very large room, walking across the room with my full body tracked. It just became way too much effort to ever think about doing that and thinking about spending a couple hundred dollars more to get those extra trackers again for the new uh, system. And I'm just thinking about the Reverb uh, G2 and thinking like if it can really do as good as the index visually and as good as the index audio. Am I ever going to, are we ever going to have external in tracking again? I don't know. I want one of those uh, like legit chair rigs that, you know, move around the, like the, with, with what's the, the, the like, side? Yeah. Like I want to mount my HOTUS on the sides. Yeah. I want to have it connected to my yep. computer. So it moves in relation to where my stick is moving. And I want like, Oh, I want that so bad, you know, like I, I would consider, you know, like renting a small like room somewhere to set that up as a dedicated like VR room. That would just be so amazing. Because right now I, I have a HOTUS and I have a VR headset and I haven't put on my sub pack yet, but I guess that could actually add to the experience. I haven't done that, um, but that would be kind of cool. But that's as far as I can go. You know, I don't I don't have, you know, like a, a full, you know, simulator rig chair, which I know some people do. A motion, um, uh, you know, a rig that actually moves you like in uh, either yeah, three off or fixed like, off. 
Yeah. Like that's that's way too expensive for the average person. But like a oh, fair yeah. like um a, 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 I saw you do spins in your chair when you're free of your uh, cord. I don't even have like a swivel chair. But like that's hugely great for some VR games. Um oh, yeah. but like yeah. having a serious gamer chair with a hodis that you could pull over and a wheel you could pull over. Gosh, I mean that's I think there's a lot of people looking for that right now. I noticed they're still back ordered a lot on Amazon. Yeah. So uh what about you, Harry? What have yeah. you been playing? I've kind of been holding off on playing anything too much, mainly because I've got a Quest 2 coming probably this week. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure exactly when it's arriving because it's not quite so clear on the um, order page, but I'm hoping it'll arrive around launch day or something. Um, and I did play a bit of Squadrons uh, this time last week uh, on my Quest. I actually found... I think that the Quest 2 screen will really... Uh, Made the game a lot better to play because to me it wasn't it totally does. Say, but I was like yeah. oh, there there were there were some things a bit far off that I was like if I have I can see how having that kind of uh, basically doubled resolution will really help so I, I want to go back in with that um, and I was playing with the controller um, which was I was playing with the Xbox Elite which as far as controllers go one of the nicest if not the nicest I think but it still it didn't quite click for me I think I have to spend some more time playing around with it. Um, so I haven't played that, but I want to. I'm just waiting for the Quest 2, I think. And I also really want to play, uh, start playing Asgard's Wrath. I don't know why I've had a sudden mm. urge to play that, but I figured if that the Quest 2 is coming this week, I'll wait till that gets here. Um, you know, play it on the new Well, device, I hope so you do, and if you do, definitely uh, hit me up during your playthrough, because I, I have yet to really talk in depth about that game with anyone that's actually played it. Um, other than yeah. just the first like twenty minutes, um, I, I feel like it, I wonder what its player numbers are. Yeah, when you when you think about it in retrospect, like not mm-hmm. being on Steam and hitting at that time that it did, I'm curious how many people actually played that game. Yeah, I would assume the sales um, tapered off fairly quickly, um, but you know, it I I'd still I think it's still my probably favorite VR game personally. Yeah, I mean, we were saying, we were talking a bit about this earlier. It's like down many years since it came out. Uh, I think yeah. it was to the day. It was the 10th. I don't, what's the date today? I can't even remember. Anyway, it's pretty much almost bang on a year. And it's mm-hmm. an interesting one to look at because um, you kind of think it came at this time where it was kind of Link was, was, was Link out at time of release for this? I think it was right I after. Remember. Like it was right, close. right so after it came out, Link yeah, came out in November. We, this came out like mid October. Yeah. It was like right after. Yeah, and so it was kind of like you know it was a Rift S title, but as we know now, the Rift S is being you know basically you know canceled, I guess, or you know it's becoming the Quest Two. It's, kind of the it's whole, funny too whole because mentioning Link back at Oculus Connect Six, um, Adgar's Wrath was the first ever game shown running on Oculus Link. Yeah. The developers yeah. of Tanzaru, they weren't even told that it was going to be running on Link at the show. Um, that's like that was like a big deal. Like it was just on the show floor. And I talked to the creative director. He's like, I had no idea they were going to be doing this. This is awesome. Yeah, it's so it's kind of like it's it's always been like this Link title almost because by the time it came out for Rift S, Rift S and Facebook have already had already kind of somewhat moved on, it seems like, but they seem to be focusing on Link, and now we know that Rift S is kind of going away. So it's an interesting title, but I'm keen to go back and play it. I've wanted to play it for a while, so I think cool. the Quest 2 will be a good time for me to dive into that one. What about you? Yeah, for sure. 
Um, for me, what I've been playing, uh, let's see, Population One. Um, that is a uh, upcoming VR battle royale game. Comes out October second. So about a week after the Quest launches, it'll be crossplay on Quest and PC VR. Um, so it is coming to Steam. It's coming to Rift. It's coming to Quest. All, all crossplay on all that on all that stuff. Uh, and it's not cross buy on the Rift Store with Quest, but it is cross play. We got to play it on Quest Two about a week or two ago, and um, I, I was really impressed with it. I, just from from a performance standpoint, you know, it it was incredibly smooth. It ran very well. Um, I originally played the game about two years ago at CES on the Vive Pro. It was at the Vive press conference. Actually, it was kind of like it was like their like marquee title at CES, and then it got delayed and fell off the face of the earth. And now it's like a Quest Two launch title essentially, which is kind of funny, um, but it, it played great, you know. Like I was, I was super impressed that a, a battle royale shooter with you flying down, you know, from up in the air and climbing towers and having all these guns and, I mean, there, there's a lot going on. And having a game like that on Quest is is it's pretty impressive. It, um, my my biggest complaints with it is that I kind of feel like they're designing this game to be ported to non VR eventually, just from the get go, because a lot of the menus mm-hmm. and stuff are very flat. Um, there's not a whole lot of interactivity. Like your weapons, you you reload them physically with your hands, but all the areas you interact with are highlighted. Um, you know, there's like a building system like Fortnite. Um, the climbing system is where it's like clearly, you know, like, okay, this is a VR game or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I like it. I, I'm curious to see the longevity of it, if it's going to be fun to keep playing after, you know, a day or two. Because uh, we only played three rounds and I was loving it, but... I'm curious to know what the longevity will be like. And you um, have to it, wonder too. It has potential. Given it's a battle royale, if the numbers kind of fairly quickly, that's going to go very well, right? For it as a game, you've got to kind of keep a high player base for that to work. Um, yeah, which is good. Yeah. That has cross play, but still, it's kind of a almost not risky, I would say. But you know, like there's a, there's a high kind of chance numbers fall off and it becomes really hard to find matches. Yeah, I have the, a question for you. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. Are you a fan of 2D Fortnite? Fortnite, no, but other Battle Royale games, yes. I, I like Battle Royale. Okay. I've, I've seen a few people have said that this Battle Royale, you know, Population 1 is uh, a glorified Fortnite ripoff, and other people yeah. have said, no, it's way better. I mean, what what is your opinion? Um, I think if... <clears throat> Saying that it's not heavily inspired by Fortnite is just being naive, because it clearly, clearly is. It's it's the only other battle royale game I've seen really that has a building system where you can plop down things and collect resources and create walls and ceilings and stuff rapidly. But the difference is in Fortnite you create like stairs and walls and you have bricks and wood and uh, metal. And this it's just one single resource. And it's only walls and ceilings, so it's very simplified. Um, and then the climbing system is where this really sets itself apart. So if I get caught in the middle of the field and I get ambushed or hit by a sniper, I can pop a wall down and then peek over the edge of it and shoot back. So like it, it adds a new dynamic to it that no other battle royale game has. Um, so that that's definitely unique. And then it's also much smaller. So it's only six teams of three players. So it's only 18 players in a match. Oh, okay. Um, but the, the map is one kilometer squared, so it's pretty large for a VR game. So you don't run into people immediately. You have time to loot. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. It's, um, 
it's clearly very inspired by Fortnite, though. Like you, you can't deny that. It's just it's obvious. I've got a um, comment from Kat Yan here saying the map is a turn off for me, which I kind of agree because it looks a bit. I think it would be different playing it, but looking at it, it doesn't look very visually kind of appealing in many ways. Yeah, one thing that the, I think they did well that is another comparison to Fortnite and other battle royales is that they do have regions that are very clearly defined. Like on the map itself, you can look, you can see like, okay, there's the graveyard, here's the farm, here's the tower, here's... And so like it's memorable areas, which is I, th- I think is important for a battle royale game and no other VR battle royale has that. Like Virtual Battlegrounds is all very brown and gray, very flat, stand out, everything looks the same. So, I mean, the benefit here is that there is some identifying characteristics with each area. Um, but it's definitely, like, seeing it in VR, obviously, just like any VR game, it looks more impressive in VR. You know, like, the yeah. sense of scale is stronger when you're standing on the edge of a of a skyscraper and you jump off and spread your arms out to fly down. Like, it, you know, that feels pretty cool. Like, it's hard to deny that, that feeling cool. Um, I, I do want Ian to chime in, though, because this game made him very uncomfortable and very sick very quickly. Yep. Um, I turned on what I thought were all the comfort settings. Uh, so I thought I turned on, they've got like a small circle, right? Uh, a, a faux, uh, a small, I can't remember what the, how, what the term is. Uh, but it yeah, turned, I, I thought it, the, the, I thought the, the comfort settings seemed to turn off when it was doing the respawn mode where I'm like watching what my, uh, buddies were doing. And so like, I was still moving around, uh, I was standing on a rooftop and I'm watching David and Jamie in the distance running like over there on some buildings. And I'm seeing a, a person, someone like, I think it's probably like an Oculus employee standing on a rooftop, like halfway across the map in a quest two. And like, I don't know if I ever, number one would have ever been able to spot that person way out there in a quest one, but I'm like sitting on my knees on the floor of my living room like as close to throwing up in VR as I've ever been. Um, there's, but there have been times where, you know, you go lay down on the bed uh, for 30 minutes and then maybe you feel right with the world. Like that's typically what I do when I get sick uh, in VR. And this situation was like a, just a tiny bit closer than that to actually uh, throwing up. And I've never actually been kind of that close. Um, and that was just the, uh, my HDK2. What about that headset? That one made you really sick. That was yeah okay so that was at E3 and they sat me down in this chair and it was was this was the open source VR from Razer uh, headset and it was like their second unit and over there across the room in front of me they had a little camera which looked very similar to the DK2's camera and I uh, sat down there thinking okay there's the DK2's camera this demo is explicitly to show me positional tracking on uh this particular pc powered open source headset and so i sit down (laughs) in the chair and they yeah i sit down in this chair and they put me in uh, a wipeout game basically it's 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 some kind of wipeout game probably uh well what's it called um probably i can't remember if it was the official radial g or another one but i'm sitting there in the um the cockpit and i'm going like this I'm like, that doesn't feel good. No, I'm leaning back and forth, left and right. No, something doesn't right here. And then I hit the accelerator on the little wipeout ship and start flying down this uh, racetrack on all 
possible routes around this thing. And within like two minutes, I'm, uh, I need ginger. Like I'm, they, they specifically have like ginger, uh, things at these meals, oh like they need, they at these, uh, demos at, sorry, yeah. uh, at E3, <laughs> they have like, uh, all these, uh, snacks they'll give you and so like i'm eating snacks as soon as i rip the headset off and it was, it was so not funny out in the middle of the I mean, Ian wrote a very honest impression of that experience and at the very end was like if i can get my hands on you know like an actual unit and try it at home i'll update and write a new article and i don't think he ever heard from them again after that so i don't think anyone did <laughs> yeah. that's the thing all right and i guess uh other other than population one i do want to point out with star wars squadrons two small things one is um, we have an interview on the site on uploadvr.com where you can read about their decision to not have uh, motion controller support. Um, I recommend reading that. There's a, a well-reasoned quote from the developer there. And um, also, they've also um, very clearly stated that they currently don't have any plans for any DLC, new game modes, new ships, anything, no plans for a quest port. Um, so it's kind of, I think he described it as old school game design where it, it, you, the game is what you you get what you pay for, you know, like it's, it's packaged, it's done. There it is. Um, there, it's not a live service. So it's kind of funny because with battlefront two EA's philosophy was the polar opposite and people got super upset. And now with this game, because it's actually so good, everyone's like, we want more. <laughs> <laughs> and so like people are freaking out, right? I've been watching the tweets. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's kind of a funny situation. So uh, maybe, Maybe there will be enough, like a ground swelling of support, and EA will be like, "Okay, we'll we'll fund, you know, like a a, a map pack and a couple new ships or something." So, yeah. you know, we'll do a prequel. Isn't that what stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be so ironic though if they did do that because EA I is know, so I know. Battlefront Two. It's like EA and knowing for every game having that. Yeah, and this is the yeah. one they don't do it. Everyone's like, "Where is it?" And it's like, it'd just be so ironic. Yeah. I can see why for more, but yeah, yeah. But the other thing though is, I don't want it to be like Squadrons Two K Twenty Four with twenty zero zero one percent new content. I don't want that. Yeah. yeah, a yearly, a yearly new game. Yeah, <laughs> we updated it with pilots from the latest Star Wars film. You can play it in Squadrons now. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Even though you're in VR, you'll, we'll you'll, you'll never that. see your character, but you can play <laughs> yeah. Poe and Finn. Give us $20. Yeah. 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 Some people pointed out, too, Ian, the word you're looking for was vignetting. Adam and uh, King Cringe pointed that out. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yes, there was vignetting. Thank you. Um, yeah. And uh, going back to what I was saying with the HDK, the open source thing, That to be clear, that thing had no six-off tracking. And I was leaning around specifically to test the six-off tracking that they told me it would be there. And that's part of the reason I got so sick. So I just wanted to clarify that uh, it, it it absolutely did not have any. The demo they gave me that day had no sixed off tracking, and they told me basically it would. All right. Well, what do you think? Should we get into the news? We've got do a it. few pieces of news today, and uh, wait, what is that? Stop that. There's something buzzing around my head. I'm not really sure what's going on. Do I have something <laughs> oh, no. on me? No? Okay. No, All right. no, I can't see anything. Okay, good. <laughs> so uh, it looks like our first piece of news today is that a House report, not my house, everybody's house if you're in the U.S., the House report may suggest Facebook Oculus Quest 2 account requirement is anti-competitive? No. <laughs> no. Ian, no. What is that? <laughs> What? Where did this come from? No one. No one. Who, who saw this guess? coming? 
Um, Strakura. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this report was almost 450 pages, and it just dropped onto my Did Twitter feed uh, earlier this week for about half an hour. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was like serious. Uh, no, um, it was a lot to dig through. There were pieces I I might have missed, like so. VR and Oculus are only mentioned like a handful of times throughout this entire lengthy report. It is mostly focused on like ad and social uh, dominance of Facebook, as well as looking at Google, Amazon, Apple, and I think that's it. Google. Uh, I think I said Google. So those yeah. main companies that they've sort of been bringing into congress interviewing them asking them what they're doing and this report more or less if you take it all together is laid out like uh there's a lot of law in the past that kind of would have treated these things as anti-competitive or monopolistic type things and it's just we haven't enforced them as such in a long long time um is more or less like the gist of some of what this report um, the one bit that's really key is there's this reference to tying hardware to account usage or a, a tying one service to another service. And so you're essentially using your dominance in one market to give you an unfair advantage in another market. And it, it's funny and to me, that's referenced it's funny throughout to me, the report. You know, like... If I if I were you know Zuckerberg or whoever, I, I would just say like, yeah, no, no shit. That's that's why we did it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, be refreshing. Yeah, I I I think about that a lot, and actually, I, I think about it a lot in terms of acquisitions that all these companies uh, must be thinking about because, you know, going back to yeah, this is the section so. Tying uh, is what they call it. Um, and a dominant platform conditioned access to a good or service that the dominant platform controlled on the purchase or use of a separate product or service. Mm. So it is hard for me not to read conditioning access to the Quest 2 yeah. uh, I- on the use of Facebook accounts. I struggled with not being else. directly. What's yeah. going out there? Yeah. What else, yeah. I can't think of anything else. Maybe it's just me kind of having tunnel vision, but I can't think of anything else. Uh, or there's not too many things that could refer to. That like, There's not many things like the Quest 2 where it's like you're buying a piece of hardware and you have to use this account. There was something. Did, there was another no, mention. I think, no, no, there is a lot of things like that. I it's just like, options is one of the things we get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I have seen honestly, like, like Apple, out there as a... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, comparative product. I bought some LED RGB lights for my bedroom and I had to sign in to their website to be able to connect them to my Google Home so I could say, hey Google, lights off. My lights just went off. Sorry. Hey Google, lights (laughs) on. Okay. Uh, I had signed into their site and have an account. Now, is that the same thing? I would... well, yeah. Well, so I mean, they say several instances here. I, I mean, of, so and I kind of and feel honestly, like it, I think this report was probably prepared before Facebook's quite. Well, I kind of feel like it isn't though, because in in the in the case of Oculus and Facebook, you have 
what are essentially like two separate entities, you know, like this is, you know, like a Facebook social media platform. And then you have Oculus VR headsets, um, you know, Facebook owns Oculus, but you know, in your case, you're having to make an account with the smart light website to use your smart light. That makes sense. You know, that like Facebook requiring you to make an Oculus VR.com account to use your Oculus VR headset would make sense. But now they're going further and forcing you to use their social media platform that's not inherently connected to the hardware. Also, like that, I view it as a little different. Also, it's different because if you, I think one of the main problems I think some people have is like even if you signed in with Facebook, if for some reason like the Facebook account you had signed in with, let's say you made a fake account or like a second account, or for some reason your main, main account you don't have access to anymore, um, yeah. like Facebook can your your access to the Quest Two is dependent on your Facebook account being active. Right. So right, right. if you book content on it or whatever, and then for some reason you couldn't like you weren't allowed into it anymore, you can kind of be locked out of all that stuff that you, you know, the two are tied together in a way that can kind of. Yeah, like what if a group of trolls like decides to mass report one of your posts and gets you banned off of your Facebook account? And now you yeah. can't use your headset like that. And it's a bit like yeah. with, with the lights, you can just sign into another account. It doesn't matter because the stuff that right. you're putting onto the headset is not tied to like the good point. You know, account. Yeah. So uh, one thing I want to bring up is another part of the report talks about browsers and preferencing first-party browsers or only allowing, uh, in some cases, the, brow- the, the web browser of the dominant platform. And I believe the Oculus browser is by name called out in the report as one of the uh, sort of examples of preferencing a, a first-party browser. And it's it's a fairly significant thing that I have been now. Uh, I've, I've talked to probably dozens, over a dozen of people uh, about WebXR, about the Oculus browser, about openness, you know, a very wide range of subjects. But like just in our last download, we were talking about, or I I talked about spending time in the 90 hertz standalone Oculus browser with three browser windows around me and being able to go from a VR experience to my work, to my social stuff and have those browser windows floating around me at different sizes. It's amazing. But is every browser on the Oculus Quest platform going to have access to the same things that the main oculus browser is going to have can you change the default on future oculus quests can you say i want firefox reality or some other browser to be my default oculus browser experience and one of the things i i was trying to get into with this was uh more or less a week before the firefox layoffs this summer that lay off they laid off more than 200 people 250 people and including some of their vr teams but they announced a version of the firefox reality browser for the pc where you could bring up a web browser as an overlay or as a layer floating in front of you while you're in another virtual world on your pc now where this gets really 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 interesting is if you think about firefox as this third-party option that's free to use, and uh, you could maybe change it for the default on your system. Well, why couldn't a service like Big Screen use that service, the, the Firefox Reality web page browser, 
to let you make your payments in the browser window while you're still inside big screen. You never actually would leave big screen in order to enter your information to a browser window and pay for your movie ticket to go see some movie in big screen. And that is the thing that, that uh, big screen is essentially saying is, is killing them. The inability to do what I am describing on quest is what big screen is saying is sort of, uh, is what big screen is saying. We have to pay 30% to Facebook instead of doing things this way. And uh, we, we're going to go out of business as a result of it. It's more or less the, he's, he, I don't think he said that. He's just implied it very heavily that like it's killing us, um, this 30% thing. And if you could bring up a browser window and bypass the store, that's an that's a entirely open process to getting to VR experiences and paying for things in a virtual world. But is Facebook going to ever allow you to do that with a browser that isn't the Oculus browser. Also, a question of is, you know, question number one. That you'd like pay for something not through the Oculus, you know, store. It's not just about getting the browser. It's not like if you yeah. had a browser but, window in there, you'd be allowed to do it at the moment. But yes, no, yeah, that's part. It's part of their developer. Yeah, uh, yeah part of their developer documents uh, lays down these rules in, and they can change these rules at any time too. So they can change the playing field for, for any companies involved. So it's not a great place to be in, but at the same time, you know, this report specifically calls out this type of behavior across other platforms. Why would Facebook want to kind of like uh, I, continue down that path unless it's for another reason? of safety they no sorry yeah, i was gonna sorry, say go i could also see some other people referring to parts of the report that talks about um dramatically undercutting the price of certain products to be anti-competitive which i think mm. i can't remember the specific parts and i'd have to go look at it uh specifically but that could be interesting for like a, i think you know potentially quest 2 kind of dramatically selling things at kind of a loss to be able to force out the competition and and you know kind of just dominate the market so that could be another area that could be interesting i think to another anti-competitive area we don't think about maybe as much but is still very valid but yeah it's definitely something we're going to keep our eyes on on an ongoing basis because this this isn't going away i don't think uh this is like uh you know, we're 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 just a couple of weeks away from election, and things are going to get very you know locked in as far as what the next four years of U.S. policy looks like soon after that election. And as soon as that sort of happens, there's going to be a lot of so things Ian, that emotion. Hold house hearings, and they are discussing this. Should we pump this in here to Stevie the TV live and do commentary <laughs> like uh, you know like the news people do? Should we do that? You know, it's really interesting. I'd be, I'd be curious to see. It's 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 so fascinating to kind of see all these things hitting all at once. We listen to the quarterly earnings reports at Facebook most most times. You know, most quarterly earnings we listen just in case they mention VR. But that's why we don't listen to them is because it's very likely they won't mention VR. That's how little a thing it is to Facebook on the whole. But there's a small chance some analyst out there will say, you know. What do you think of the Quest sales? And Mark Zuckerberg will say, I wish we could have made more of them, which is we, you know, one of the quotes we've gotten over this year. But he'll only say that once every two or three uh, quarters, quarterly reports. And so, like, that's how small VR is to Facebook overall. 
And yet we're on the verge of potentially Quest 2 selling out, uh, selling in greater numbers. You know, if, if that happens before Christmas, it's going to be in a lot more homes than the last one is. And it's going to start to matter more to Facebook's bottom line than it ever has before. Still might be a blip on the radar, but like it's going to be weird to think of VR being the actual subject of a real, like the, the, the main subject of congressional oversight or, or investigation. Um, if that happened, yes, I think we should probably be in here doing a live stream commentary discussion with our audience. But like, it's so weird to think of like, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg has already gone up there and all these other people have already gone and talked to uh, all these investigators. But VR was always like an afterthought. And it's kind of it's just a real bummer kind of like that, you know, some of these senators or, you know, some of these representatives are um, just catching up like to yeah. email. Yeah. All right. You think about how like how insanely uh, almost far ahead Oculus is in terms of like the Quest 2. There's very little real competition for that. Um you know, yeah, in sort of standalone VR, there's really not much competition for the kind of quest at the moment. And yet, in the grand scheme of the companies, you said it's still like a blip. Like, it's amazing how in the VR world, they are such a dominant scheme, but then within their own world, VR is like this tiny thing for them. It's pretty crazy. You know, there's the more I think about this, there's a chart out there that shows HTC and how it was doing heading into like the summer of 2017. And then Facebook cut the rift i think it was 2017 i believe that's the it was either summer 2017 or 20 2018 when they cut the rift price to 400 dollars for the touch package and you know there's a chart that you could watch probably prior to that happening where htc vive is doing pretty good you know they're growing they're getting their standalone stuff on on uh you know up and running and then and Facebook cuts it to $400 and it's kind of like all over folks from there. And now we're here where it's just $300 and you can't even, there's, there's, it's just the yeah. gap is on. Just go get that right. <laughs> yeah. Summer of Rift, was that 2017 or 2018? Just to follow up, um, James, James said lots of competition for the Quest 2 for the holidays, PS5 and Xbox, which is true. However, I more mean just VR competition in that there's not like a second bit like how you have PS5 and Xbox are competing against each other. It's not like the Quest 2 is kind of competing for another with another standalone really at the moment. It's just not a thing. But yeah, but can it's we, true. Can we also just say that still uh, the Rift is a way cooler name for a headset than Quest? Really? You think? Oh, no, yeah. I, guess uh, I mean, it's it's thematically appropriate. Uh, Quest is such is. a generic, is, boring term. Yeah, Rift it is. Is, like implies a separation of worlds. Like it's, I, I think it's yeah. better. Yeah, you would expect something like like Portal, but not the other, the other. You know, it's it's you know the the naming of the quest. I think is one of those un, untold stories uh, that I would really, really, really love to know the story on. The name came out of nowhere one day at one of Oculus's or Facebook's events, and. Uh, it always, it always sounded to me like it was Mark Zuckerberg's name, like he he slapped his name and his, you know, he he put his yeah. you know, stamp of approval on that name, and I've always kind of thought like I never wanted to believe the Rift would die. I, I really didn't think it was going to get 
killed or subsumed by the quest, at least not this quickly. Um, and so I'm surprised. I really am surprised that quest is kind of like taken the forefront so quickly, but like, it's always smelled to me like it was Zuckerberg's name. And I would love to know, like, did he have a choice? Did he, did he, did they give him a piece of paper with five names on it? And, he just circled yeah, one, or was like it an email exchange? Or was I can, similar I can to see that? Him doing that. Also, just to clarify, Meow Mix and uh, the name has moved up now, but I can't remember. I think it was Chris said that it was 2018 was the Summer of Rift. So there you go. You were right. Yeah, so summer summer 2018 is kind of when I think uh, Facebook hit the gas pedal, at least, in killing the competition with, with price. Uh, go uh, hit that same period at $200, and scared daydream away and you kind of like then after that so you've got 400 for for rift and 200 for go look where we are in 2020 right in the middle and it's kind of like there's no one should be surprised but uh it's still going to get market dominance in in every expectation i, I cannot wait to see the reverb g2 and uh finish that you know Try that finished version just, of that headset. It's going to be, uh, those are the two things to consider yeah, this year. I still really. like it over the price for the Quest 2. I just think, like, especially here, the difference is like, I think it's like 479 Australian and it was like 650 or something. So that's different. Yeah, that feels very significant in Australian dollars too, because it's now under 500 for us. So it's kind of like, I've already recommended it to more people because it's kind of like, well, look, it's like 400 million bucks. Yes, it's a lot of money, but it's not the kind of, End of it's not a huge, huge purchase anymore. I don't know. It's it's a good distinction. I still can't get over it. It's so cheap. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to the next piece of news. So for those of you out there who are Shark Tank fans, may have seen a VR thing one time, the Virtuix Omni. And some of you may have even tried it. And two or three of you may have even purchased it. But they have a new product. Virtuix has a new product out called the Omni One. And it is very different from the original or the second version or third version or fourth version. Uh, Harry, I believe you're the one that wrote the article on this. Yes. What can you tell us about yeah. this? It's, this is a pretty interesting one. I, initially, one of those things that came into my inbox that I was a bit like, oh, I think Ian sent it to me. And I was like, oh, you know, it's not one of those treadmill things. But it actually looks quite, as far as the, those treadmill things go, it looks quite interesting. Um, it's, it's more built towards, it's, it's focused at a consumer level not enterprise. Um, all the others have been like a businesses, VR arcades and that kind of thing. This is designed to uh, not just kind of, not just aimed at consumers in terms of their marketing, but it's designed for that. It's a bit of a um, slimmer, sleeker design. Um, I think it's a bit, it's smaller. You know, they've kind of improved it and made it look like you fit into a home. So the idea is that you could put it somewhere and it wouldn't look too out of place. And they're also pushing it as a bit of a fitness angle. Um, you know, they, they did clarify they don't want to like they don't want to they were kind of making um, comparisons to like a fitness bike, but I don't think they then they issued some other statements that they were like, no, look, it's not like we're not marketing it as a fitness machine, but it's saying it will be kind of like a yeah. I think the, the pricing it. is what they they compared it to a Peloton in terms yeah. of affordability. Yeah, and I think yeah. it and think it makes sense because there's like two tiers. You can buy it for two thousand, and it comes with a standalone headset even yeah. though this this trailer shows a pico they've said that they haven't decided what their standalone uh, partner headset will be yet 
Um, or you can buy what they're calling a dev kit, air quotes yeah, around that. Literally, yeah. yeah, literally the email had air, had quotes around the term dev kit for just the Omni One without a headset that you plug into your PC. Um, so that's only a thousand. So if you just want the the yeah. Omni One, that's only a thousand. Which, I mean, a thousand dollars is a lot of money. But as someone that really likes the idea of like physical VR, it's kind of like it's getting to that point where it's sort of tempting, you know, like even as just like a consumer, like instead of a treadmill or a Peloton or an elliptical or what or whatever, you know, I could pair my Quest 2 with that in virtual desktop Steam games to me and plug that into my computer and map it to like Skyrim or or whatever or onward because there's already mapping available with programs that you can plug an Omni into your PC and do that. So yeah, I don't know. And, like it's, it's getting kind of almost to that point where it's like that this is kind of becoming a thing potentially. And just for people who don't may not know how it actually works, probably worth explaining. Um, you have to put on these special shoes. You can see him wearing these Omni shoes, and they've got like a slippery bottom. So it kind of feels like you're eternally almost, David says, the one that we tried, it kind of feels like you're almost eternally slipping or about to fall over, which is true. It does have a little bit of that feeling. Yeah. Because of the way it kind of works, you're kind of sliding along the ground, leaning forward. Yeah. And you don't fall over because of that kind of arm thing. So it's an interesting system. I tried one in the like DR Arcade many years ago before I even worked for Upload. And it was like decent. I saw someone mentioning that... Uh, it's a bit of a sweaty mess, which is true because you yes, can get very, yes. very sweaty in it. I did come out of that very, you know, driven. I have a few points, a uh, few observations myself after watching this the first time uh, when we first received this. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about a few things. Number one, uh, obviously, for those of you who are already player one fan, you probably yeah. noticed how similar this looks to what they have in the movie. Uh, the the vest structure and you know you back into it and you slam it together and off do, you do, go. Do you remember it. the scene in the back of the van where he jumps up and does like that like kick thing in the air? Yeah, it it kind of looks similar to that get up that he had on in that scene. He had like like bungee cords. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the the other thing that I want to say is, and I don't know, Harry, you said you've used an earlier version of the Omni. Mm, yeah, uh, I have too. Ian, yeah, you both have. Yeah. So this whole shoes thing is interesting yes. because mm-hmm. uh, I have size thirteen feet, and uh, they didn't have a thirteen uh, one of the times that I tried it, and so I squeezed my feet into a twelve. That that's fine. I can handle that for a fifteen minute excursion in VR. But uh, is this something that you only use yourself, or do you plan on having friends come over? Because that you're going to have to have a whole a less shoes source for yeah. different <laughs> options here. <laughs> good point. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that, but it's so true because you must have to like put your shoe size when you order it, and then yeah, no one else I guess can kind of use yeah. it. Um, the other thing too is is that that vest uh, looks like it'll probably fit Harry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably fit Ian. <laughs> yeah, I, I think David no. and I will be a little snug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm pushing a solid you know two thirty here, and uh, I'm uh, I'm not confident that sick looking arm thing is going to hold me if i do end up tripping and i kind of slip and lean too fast or 
if I jump too high or you know I'm I'm to know what the It's like running in all of a sudden you just see him just like flip over. Yeah. <laughs> it is true because to be fair, the one that the one that I've got, which is a very earlier model compared to this. It was a ring, ago, right? Like around it has like yeah. a ring around you and it's like yeah. those little things coming off the ring, so it's very stable. Whereas this looks way more futuristic and cool, but I do like uh, surely there's no way it falls over. But you're right, it looks like it it could just like it looks like if you just like leapt forward in the opposite direction to the handle, it would just kind of yeah. But it, oh it man, look at Heeny coming in. Oh wow! Oh, here, we no. the, here we go. He's found the shot. Oh yeah, they got beautiful power glove. It's so bad. Well, right that's too, though, the, the uh, that's the Infinite Deck. He's got this little bunch. That's another option. Yeah, yeah. I remember this yeah, scene. Okay, yeah, turn him fast. Every direction. Yeah, it was funny. Right before COVID, I was uh, I was demonstrating VR. I was trying out the the eleven table tennis uh, in a bar setting, and these people that like had never seen a VR headset are sitting there and looking at it, and they go immediately. The moment you look at VR, you realize you need a treadmill like that. Like anyone just looking on a VR headset looks at it and goes, "How do I get anywhere?" Like it's almost the the instantaneous like thing that anyone looks at and realizes VR needs this. I just like, I think of the problems we have with current solutions and I know that movement is a problem. I like, I would rather see a dance dance revolution game that actually oh, cracked yes. my feet. I mean, yes, then, my language. dance central does your hands and head. If that had feet tracking, it would basically yeah. So, like, it's tracking your feet movements down here. I would care more about just, you know, letting me play a but, Dance but, Dance but, Revolution it, game than letting me run at full speed it, across I don't a think it's but doesn't it, it's not really tracking your feet, because doesn't it rely on it kind of moving in a, like, a walking yeah. fashion? I don't, I don't like think it tap. touch sensitive. Like, you can't yeah, tap, you, yeah. If you, if you put, like, a hypothetical arrow for Dance Dance on that, like, for the four arrows, I don't think it would be able to pick up. You tap like, it, and it I think it essentially... It's an analog stick that maps your movement in the opposite direction that you're pushing your feet. So if you slide yeah. this way, you go forward. But if you push your feet, then you go backwards. Yeah. It's yeah. just like an analog like stick, it. basically. Uh, su- suicide of an artist said this is 2K for a glorified walk pen. <laughs> Which is uh, <laughs> a funny way of looking at it. Um, what we need chucking some eggs in my in my omelets you know I, I, but, uh, uh, omni- um, to be to be fair though to virtuix I, I do have to say that over the iterations uh, having tried several times their product in different forms I am yeah. curious to try this because yeah, this is but this is very I've been to being like oh genuinely maybe interested. Yeah. yeah yeah well it's, it's yeah. also at that point right where it's like even if it's um, you know if you look at the dev kit version which is like just under a thousand it kind of makes you go oh okay look that's pretty good in a few years it's a bit like the quest you go this is going to get it's only going to get cheaper if we're at under a thousand now in a few years it could look better work much better and be cheaper it's one of those things that you kind of can see on the on yeah. the come up. If this gets down to sub seven hundred dollars, then yeah. I could see this being 
in more people's homes. I could actually sure. even see myself getting one if it was under seven hundred. People people spend a lot like dollars mm-hmm. on kind of Otis setups and whatnot. Oh yeah. Like, imagine someone who's really into the idea of walking around in I mean, even like I'm sure there's someone who would love to just use this to walk around in like Skyrim. Like I that's me. Always, I'm that person. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, but you think like ah, the trailer also yeah. tells this is like you know military sim precision kind of thing, which I think is. I'm not sure how many people actually would want to do that. I think there's probably you know people who are like, I really love Skyrim. I just want a device that I buy purely to run around in Skyrim in. Right. Like that's probably more likely. So let me let me speak directly to the developers who are watching this right now. Uh, This is the ultimate challenge of third-party hardware, is as a game developer, you need to support this thing, or people aren't going to play your game using this device. Conversely, they can't sell their device without having any games with developers who are putting it in. So well, they've, it's a, it's so a they've said that they're going to ship with their own storefront that have, with games that they've developed with partners, and sure, um, th- there are plugins that you can use. Like a, there, there's like a Steam. I can't remember what it's called, but that will basically map that to like a control stick movement. So like it's technically functioning for because all you really need that to do is become your left analog stick. You don't need like yeah. really too complex of inputs. So, I mean, I guess that's the idea, at least in theory. But you know there's going to have to be optimizations. Developers yeah. are going to have to spend – I hear developers talk about this all the time. But you want me to support your hardware? Well, okay, how many people are going to buy it? Right. 12. Okay, well, it's not <laughs> worth it. But uh, it's, it's a really double-edged sword. It's a really rough position for them to I, be I in. also think it's, it's interesting, too, though, because the um, – like they've said, if you buy the standalone headset, when the one that comes with the standalone headset will have the storefront, as David said, but they said over 30 titles. And then it said kind of like, and Fortnite slash Call of Duty or something inspired, uh, you know, shooter developed by Vertex, or I think it was developed by them or, or someone associated with them. And it's kind of like, I don't think that's a selling point, is it? Is anyone going to mm-hmm. want to play this kind of you know, game developed by them that's kind of a Fortnite, Call of Duty, Republic, no, not not at all. like, I don't think anyone's going, oh, thank God, like, now I'm definitely buying the standalone. So I think that's a weird way of positioning it, but I think the device is pretty cool. Yeah, I think they should have reshot uh, this uh, trailer showing showing Skyrim and Onward is what they should have done. That would have been yeah. a far better, yeah. Yeah, stuff people would actually be keen on. Which... There are no haptics in the vest, right? Uh, it, I, was there any I, I mention of haptics? Yeah. I think it's just to hold you in there. I mean, it seems like a perfectly obvious thing to, you know, join up with, like, stuff yeah, like or a, something. Yeah. You know. Or be haptic. That, yeah, and, and that's kind of, like, why it's, like... Like, I, I so appreciate all your perspectives. That like, yeah, this is starting to look interesting for the first time, but I'm still kind of in this position that, like, Quest was more than just, like, It'll be interesting in a couple of generations last year. Yeah, now with Quest 2, it's like, no, this is really interesting. It's here now. I still feel like this might need a generation or two before oh, yeah. being That's why I'm confused that they are claiming this is their big return to consumer markets. Where it's like, yeah, after going to enterprise levels where we sold, you know, 100 of these for $10,000 each, we had huge success um, so now let's go back to consumer and charge them a thousand for, you know, like who, who has houses like this, you know, like the house they show in these screenshots, yeah. 
<laughs> they all say 3D rendering. Yeah. But like the thing, yeah, the, the reason I wanted to bring this up was, yeah, I love that it's showing them in these beautiful environments because it just, yes, I see the need for people wanting to crawl, walk across giant landscapes in a virtual world. But there's that other part of Ready Player One where they're showing the people running down the regular street uh, with like serious gear on <laughs> while still immersed yeah. in their virtual world. And it's like those are completely different directions as to where you're going to go with VR. And I think it'd be more likely we're going to see like really robust. I can play paintball in a field that has no mm-hmm. obstacles with a couple other people before we have like this Omni being a commonplace thing. You know what, though? It doesn't seem to be anything. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it doesn't seem like, like that also, all the things that they've made to that device that make it good for, good for consumer like use also make it good for enterprise use. Like a slimmer, smaller machine that's easier to get into is better for a business that wants to buy that if location-based VR returns. So it'll be interesting. Go on, Carl. The whole concept of the Peloton system, and they've got these big screens that you can like sit there and interact with people. The fact that any of that is actually legit being successful is probably the reason they decided that this was a smart idea. I mean, I would yeah. have never dreamt in a million years when I saw how much that Peloton stuff cost. I'm like, well, that's not for me. That's but, crazy. Hmm. It's just, it's just. Let's 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 talk. Let's be honest about this first sec, though, and say like we had, you know, Supernatural came out, yeah, and it was. I was, I was getting tired of lying. We had, you said that. Um, thank you. <laughs> but no i what i I guess what i'm saying is there's a thing where you can turn around 360 degrees and get a lot of really good exercise without doing any without spending an extra thousand dollars on hardware and without having to attach yourself to this thing and it's going after the peloton model too and also and like this isn't an exercise machine we had a lot of argument and debate when it came out about whether 20 dollars was going to work With a system, you know, a hardware system that's very popular, why is this going to work at a thousand dollars when we were arguing over twenty a month? Or, also, or, you know, there was like a lot of debate over twenty a month. It's merely not an exercise machine, too. Like they, they're, they're very clear in their emails that send us in their releases yeah. that it, like, yeah. you, you will, you will exercise while doing it, and that you'll get sweaty and work off. But you're not buying yeah. purely for right. There, there's a difference like between. A you will unfortunately sweat versus yeah. <laughs> we're we're making this so you can get fit. Yeah. Yeah. You will get sweaty, so therefore it's an exercise machine. <laughs> like this is a bike you can ride on for exercise. By by that logic, um walking up the stairs in the summer is an is an exercise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My favorite exercise machine. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to see what happens now. Do we know that uh is Virtuix going to uh Give us the opportunity to play with one of these. I asked, and uh, they did not reply to that portion of my email. So we will see. Interesting. Okay. It's still a while off, anyway. It's, I think it's still. It was still pretty far into twenty twenty one. They were promising yeah. this. I think second, it's early days. Second half, I think, of twenty twenty one. So it's still a while off. And and am I and am I wrong, or did they have investment at oh, the, yeah, the, 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 uh, like the end of the trailer? Yeah. That's kind of, so there you go. And they're they're offering you a discount if you get in so, now, then you can get a you know two hundred dollars off. I actually do remember the, the yeah. The, let me let me just throw that out there that that's not a that's not a you know Kickstarter is one thing, but like 
I don't know, formally investing in the heart yeah, pre-order. It's, it's shady. I, it's shady. This yeah. that makes my stomach feel a little bit. I believe. Weird. I yeah, believe I it know. was like you invest. I think it was like eight hundred, and they, you got a two hundred dollar discount off the. You know. Uh, and if you order within the next 15 it, minutes, so, yeah. we'll double your order for free. Just pay extra shipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll turn, or whatever it's called. <laughs> As we get more information back uh, from Virtuix and the ability possibly, hopefully, to be able to try this, because I am genuinely mm-hmm. interested in trying it, we'll, we'll come back and we'll give you more information. All right. But let's move on to our next piece of news, which, uh, you know, the Rift S, the Rift S, has been sent off to, you know, uh, the, the hospice center to slowly <laughs> enjoy the being surrounded farm. by their family. The you yeah. Know, yeah, take a, a farm over the rainbow. Yeah, uh, the Rift S is still uh, the fastest growing headset on Steam. I don't know why, but it is. Who wants to make a comment on that? <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, I think there's uh, the, there's such a huge gap between the type of person that follows the future plans of VR companies versus the average consumer. And as, as we continue to have VR become more and more mainstream, people are going to be buying headsets based off of YouTube ads and Facebook ads. And they're not going to do research on whether or not that headset is going to be relevant in a year. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a few Facebook groups. Like, there's a, a Gamer Dad Facebook group I'm in. You know, these are people that play games every day. They they identify as being a gamer. One of them excitedly purchased a Rift S, and I had to tell him, that headset's going to be obsolete, like, very soon, my guy. You should see if you can return it, because it's like, I, I don't know, you know? like Yeah, the, there is, I know exactly what you mean. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's a headline we need as, as soon as possible, like, you know. Now that I think, when you when you frame it that way, we haven't put it in those terms, but like that needs to be at the top of the search don't results for the Rift S, right? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, don't buy, yeah. right? This the Rift S is obsolete. Don't buy. Yeah. I mean, it's it, still a viable product. It still has plenty of titles. Uh, it's not like titles are going away. It's it's, it's more true. expensive than a Quest Two. <laughs> that's okay, and that's the point that needs to be made: is that the Rift yeah. S needs to have a clearance. It's been it's been replaced for sale. Because the issue is not only are they not supporting it through software, like it's it's clearly never getting hand tracking now, despite what they said before. But also, you know, like you're going to have to use your Facebook account anyway, eventually for the Rift S2. So it's not even mm-hmm. like getting a Quest 2 has a negative to it. Because if, if you want an Oculus headset at, at all, you might as well just get a Quest 2 because there's no reason to get anything else. And yeah. accessories. Right, you're yeah. you're never going to have accessories. It's it's a dead end, and you, people need to know that it's a dead end. Uh, of all Steam PR users, yeah, and that's so. That was the thing I was sort of going back and forth. Uh, Heaney, Heaney, and I are in different time zones. So he he was looking at these numbers and digesting them in one time zone, and I was digesting them in another. And I'm looking at them and going, you know, Facebook has fifty percent, one half of all users on Steam coming through their headsets. And that is before the Oculus Quest 2 launch with it only being $300. Obviously, Windows Mixed Reality there is the uh, 7% or you know almost 7%. That's going to be the category that's going to be changed by the Reverb G2 as soon as that hits the market. But like, it's just... Well, they have like astounding percent me. No, not, not quite half. No, if you add if you add DK one and DK two, it gets a little closer. Um, um, okay. It is 
is Oculus Rift, that's that's the CD one. That's still yeah. got higher numbers than the Quest. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, I, even... well, keep in mind though, I don't think this accounts for virtual desktop. Uh, I think they try to record virtual desktop, but I don't know how they do. Um, the way this works, if, it, if I'm understanding it correctly, is whenever you opt into the survey, it just looks at what is currently connected to your computer at the exact moment. moment. No, they changed it. No, they changed it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so what okay. it does is over over a month, it 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 notes Steam notes what you've plugged in. So if you plug in a Rift, uh, okay. over the month, when you do the survey, it goes okay. In the last month, Steam recorded you having plugged in this. We'll send that. Oh, okay. Well, like, I changed that for VR like a couple of months ago. But to your original point, like virtual desktop, I was using it, and I think at one point when I was using it with Quest Two, it looked like it was a Rift S over on Steam VR. Um, mm. I could be wrong on that, but like those are the types of things how it reports to seem could uh, be an issue. In in the comments, he just confirmed that it accounts for virtual desktop since they changed it. So yeah. yes. So imagine then, Harry, based on what you said about the way that they record this, if I were to go get my mm. uh, DK one and plug it into my computer this month, that and and not do anything in it, but yeah. just plug it in. Start Steam VR up and then pull I, it. Yeah, it'll show up. Yeah, if you ha- if you started Steam VR, then yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh. Basically, it just goes which which headsets this month of use Steam VR. And so. real quick, I do want to I want to give GamerTag VR a shout out in the comments. I fully agree with him. Virtual desktop at ninety hertz on Quest Two is better than basically anything out there, in my opinion. I, I think it's better than the Rift, better than the Rift S. I, th- I mean, um, I love it. I'm, I'm sure Ian would argue the index can still be better because of the higher refresh rate, but no, getting wireless I mean, VR through a Quest 2 at 90 hertz, PC quality titles, that to me is like, mwah. You know, mwah. I, I, I have yet to take Alex for, for a spin in virtual desktop, and that's a very different experience than what I have done in virtual desktop it. on Quest 2, which is Star Wars. And so, so Star Wars, you're not moving your head around a lot. You're just sitting here stationary, and yes, think you could drop a lot of frames and have bad performance in Star Wars, but because you're not moving your head, you're not getting sick. Alex, I would be moving around the room quite a bit. I might get sick. I don't know. Um, See, I've never, I've never been able to get virtual desktop to work well. It just doesn't. I even got a new router recently. I got a yeah, I, I got a Google Wi-Fi router, uh, which I thought would kind of help because it's a better, much better router than what I had. Still can't get it. I tried to like load up Saints and Sinners the other day to hypothetically try that. And even on the main menu, things are like laggy and, and there was major black bars over my head and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I can never get it to work properly. Yeah, I, see, I'm, I'm, I'm on the end though. I'm on like the opposite end where Link never works right for me. Like on Quest 2, my Oculus Link disconnects like every 20 minutes. On Quest oh, 1, really? it would crash all the time. Yeah. 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 Mine too. Luke definitely has yeah. his bugs, but I've I've got Luke working to a point where I know all its kind of little quirks and can do pretty well. I'm convinced though, David, that my issue with Link is uh, USB power regulation. I'm convinced that there's just a tweak somewhere that needs to be it's like, oh, you haven't used your USB anything in 10 seconds, better shut it down. I think that's yeah. what's causing the problem. Yeah. It's more of a Windows issue. Yeah. So do we want to say anything more about this before we move on to our final piece of news? Well, let's just watch watch what these numbers do next month when we have uh, Reverb G2 on the market and Quest 2 on the market. It's going to be astounding. I wonder like, if Quest 2 will... 
Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, will it count as a separate headset? Oh, yeah. I think it probably will because uh, okay. of the frame rate situation. I think the the thing yeah. to keep an eye on is uh, the total number. I think we can get the total number out of here. And we're going to have to watch that percentage very, very, very closely as soon as the the two things. Because as soon as, like, uh, we'll see the headlines. We've done them ourselves from time to time because we're watching these numbers. But, like, it's very easy to say VR is dead because of a dip in the overall VR usage numbers, uh, overall percentage. But you forget, it's really easy to forget that it it's the number of Steam users can grow. And so the percentage of users grow as well. Like the number of VR headsets in use on Steam can grow as well. But because the percentage is the same, you can't see that. So if the percentage actually goes up and we can assume that there's more people using Steam given quarantine, then you've kind of got a new era for VR. I, I feel like we, because every time we do these charts, it's a list of what's current. Uh, I'd love to see some charts that have trends. Uh, growth We've increase. Done, but when Facebook changed, when Valve changed the tracking, it made a before and after shift. That yeah. makes it very hard to compare uh, before and after that change in tracking. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll keep our eyes on that. Let's move on to the last piece of news, which is I miss Jamie. Oh. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is nine gigabytes on the quest but it's three thousand i mean 12 gigabytes after the patch uh which one of you david did you install the patch run out of room uh no i haven't yet um but I, i'm not looking forward to it because that's that's a lot of storage space i mean you, you look at these next-gen consoles like ps5 and xbox you know series x and People are lamenting Call of Duty Warzone for taking up 120 gigs on their hard drives, but um, at least that's only around 10 to 15 percent of your hard drive. But if you've got a 64 gigabyte Quest or um, a 32 gig, if you're on a Quest One, I mean that's half the hard drive space just for a single game. Which it's a great game, don't get me wrong, but half your hard drive—that's, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, just to, to butt in here, because I think it's actually hilarious. You're actually way off with Warzone. It's now 260-something gigabytes. And it won't fit okay. on 250 well. SSD. And so some, some <laughs> people have it installed on their computers on like a 250-gigabyte SSD, and they can't update it because it, there's not enough space in the Oh, device. my God. Yeah, the latest update pushed it over 250 gigabytes. And I thought that was very funny and worth mentioning. But yes, you're right. This is huge for like... If you think about a 60-gigabyte test... What I will say, though... I don't care, like, 12 gigs, 20 gigs. Play the game still. It is that good. I mean, it's yeah. worth uninstalling your library so you can play this game. Like, when we well, tried this Oh, question, wow. Yeah, they're yeah. going to put that on the box. Do it here. I'll give you another quote. I'll give you another quote to, to defend <laughs> them here. You know what? If you want better graphics, and if you want mm -hmm. this sort of content There's available on a mobile device, you're going to have to have else more storage dedicated to it. I mean, it's it's just one of those How things. How weird would it be if what was in the trailer like right there? It's just, it's just they've already <laughs> come in. Clear, to be clear, we were talking about Saints and Sinners, not Onslaught. <laughs> but let's be clear. there There is confusion out there. I have it installed. Uh, I have the, the. I think we're still in embargo uh, to reviews on the full experience. But I, at least it, it's it's taking up the space on my 
device and it is a uh, large segment of the 64 gigabyte quest 2 i would i would definitely opt for a 256 uh, we got a good question here uh, first of all xena hello hello xena she likes the blue floor um also robert has the question is saints and tenders the kind of game you play once and uninstall or do you keep it installed i think for most people, it'll be playthrough and uninstall because um, it is mostly a campaign, single-player driven game. There is replayability because you have branching points and like quests can play out differently. And there is the meat grinder mode, which is a replayable wave-based mode. Um, but there's not multiplayer. There's not you know like an, a true open-world sandbox. Um, once you finish, I would imagine most people would uninstall it. No, but, but, well, wait, wait, I don't think, number one, we don't have a timeline on the meat grinder update mode. That's the what? thing that takes true, it to 12. True. That's the thing that yeah. takes it to 12 gigabytes. That mm-hmm. is a mode you would want to play with, like, friends, right? You would want to, like, take turns mm-hmm. seeing but, how far. I don't think it's like a Beat Saber where you want to always have it handy just in case you want to try it. But, but like, like until, until Halloween is more or less what I'm hinting at here. We've got yeah, a couple yeah. weeks here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I mean, this is one of those games where the only reason I would ever tell you not to play it is if you get really easily sick from smooth movement. Like, maybe, uh, I don't know about if you've tried it, Ian, but I would imagine this game might make some people sick. And if you have a problem with gore, um, then obviously don't. But even if you get scared easily and you don't like horror games, this is more of a survival game than it is a horror game. There, there are jump scares, but... It's more about survival and just like being tense and uh, all the time. Just a comment from, um, yeah. Go, go from James said, "Wonder if uh, the Quest Two version will be larger than the Quest One version." I don't think so. I think they're the same size and just kind of uh, changes depending on which headset you're playing on. Is that right, Ian? That sounds correct. Uh, I believe. Uh, there's nothing, uh, I'm not sure. Nothing, we've had nothing that has indicated that the Quest One version is smaller. And like the 12th well, it's all about so, textures. It's all about the texture an, sizes. So this you, all this info came from an FAQ that was posted to the developers Discord, and I'd have to go back and check the exact wording. But uh, we've, we've not had any indication that like there's any apps that are sending a different version to Quest One, like a wholly different download to Quest One. As far I as we I haven't know, heard that yet. Yeah, as far as we know, it's the same app, and it just kind of uses different assets or, or scales them up. Um, hmm. you know, loads high quality. That is a good point because, like Kyle said, if these if these textures are higher resolution or if there is more detail, then theoretically it would be different assets. You know, it's not you, you can't just make, upscale a texture and well, add foliage. You like that well, it would that make thing. more sense. Uh, it would make more sense for them to have uh, that, that somebody should be complaining that the Quest One version is too big because it can't take advantage of the package textures. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be a, but yeah. to my understanding and, and i could be off with this my understanding of how like for example an xbox one and an xbox one x game works is um not the series x to be clear you have the same game and like the textures essentially the xbox one loads the lower res texture because it can't load the bigger one but then when you go to the xbox one x because it has more power it just knows to load the bigger one. You don't have to do any. There are certain ones you don't have to do any configurations to do that. It just kind of knows it has the right. But that means that the the smaller version has those textures. Has, has you've the downloaded textures, them. Yes. It's taking up space, but you're not using them. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know. For I'm, sure. I'm just speculating. Here. No. Yes. Me too. What I'm saying is, I, I imagine that you know the work is already there for it to be like it makes importing to Quest Two really easy. You could you just go, okay, I'm putting the same app in. And it will just load those bigger textures. You don't have to do anything specific. I imagine like switching it out and making a whole separate app 
would make a whole it'd be a whole thing for the developers right because you didn't have two versions to maintain and right i mean that's probably why too if you look at most of the updates these developers have mentioned so far like uh super hot and red matter and um i'm, I'm drawing a blank but there's uh other games oh arizona sunshine most of um, their Grover. yeah most of the improvements have been performance related rather than like better graphics and better textures. And I think that's part of the reason it's just easier to say, oh, this headset has a better, you know, processor. It's an XR2. Let's, okay, let's bump the frame rate up. We'll bump up the resolution. And, um, you know, that, that makes the game better without having to like repack it the whole app. Certain certain things have got better. I know Walter the Wizard has improved a lot of their textures as well as adding mm-hmm. lighting and stuff. Particle uh, effects and yeah. Yeah, he needs to say in the comments, uh, graphical changes are at runtime, like when you change graphic settings on PC, except automatic based on the device. Yeah, which is kind of what I was trying to get at, uh, which he said, again, for now. So, yeah, hypothetically in the future, I think we will eventually see kind of, you know, different versions of apps kind of being, you know, the, the, the fix this, not so much problem, but, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think he needs playing our graphics comparison video right now, but the beginning is Jamie talking a lot at the main menu. <laughs> so you can't you can't hear that, but it is going to show a side by side comparison here in just a second of Quest One versus Quest Two. And, and this was also there was more than just increased textures. It had actual you'll see in a minute. There's actual foliage that was kind of yeah 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 side of buildings that was added in on uh-huh. Quest Two. Um, so yeah, it, it's there's certainly some some differences and big differences. And this wasn't a title that originally like they I believe Jamie just found this. It wasn't like there was patch notes that was kind of like. You know, we've increased. No, no, no. Well, we got the heads up on it. No, we we got the heads up on it. Oh, did we? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. But yeah. Gosh, how um, long did Jamie yak about this? Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. You'll see when he walks up in the building. I think it's on the yeah, yeah right there, the right there. Plants there, and there's no plants on the left, on the right one, in the original quest. So yeah, there's definitely some differences you can see. It's interesting, and I think one of the big uh, Quest 2 enhancements uh, so far that we've seen, um, there is, we've got a comparison video, and then uh, the old one, I think it's old one, is that how you say old one Dynamics, their own video of their uh, Waltz of the Wizard enhancements. And that's got some pretty big ones too. The resolution has been hugely increased, and they also added um, actual real-time lighting with, with bloom and stuff. Um, which looks really nice in, in the video. Some big we've, that too. we've got a really good question from Meow Mix, and we need to follow up and ask about this, is all of the Quest 2 enhanced titles that we've heard about are third-party. You know, why aren't they updating Robo Recall and mm. Journey of the Gods and Dead and Buried and all their first-party apps? good question, yeah. Good That's question. a good question, Meow Mix. We'll have to reach out and see if we can get an answer on that. I mean, at that point, we might as well go to Henry, too. Are they going to have a Quest 2 version of Henry? They can mm-hmm. always enhance the graphics there, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can only cry so much, Kyle. <laughs> I want to see my reflection in the tears. Come on. Yeah. Even I think there was some like stuff, some debris underneath the car there that wasn't there on the original quest. It's it's the lighting in the space. That's this. A, this yeah. here makes me think that the quest two is a much more cluttered environment, just because of all the extra stuff you see on the ground. On the yeah, table. you can put more stuff in. Well, I think they did an in to the wizard. They put more stuff on the tables and whatnot. Um, in yeah, the apocalypse, they, they they don't have people cleaning up the clutter, so it's more realistic on quest two. <laughs> This is that Walking Dead game, so somebody's mowing the grass, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, this looks like yeah. fun. And, uh, you know, as, as usual, we will uh, continue to update you as we get updates on all of this fun, interesting stuff. Uh, before we part ways with you, our wonderful audience, uh, Ian, do you have any final words of wisdom? We will. We are planning to be back here in the studio next week on Quest launch day. Probably for a pretty long period of time, just answering everyone's questions. We we know that there's going to be a lot of new uh, people looking for information on headsets. We appreciate everyone in our comments who helps uh, the newbies out with answers to their questions. We expect to see a whole new wave of them next week. And I hope to have a stream here where... We can answer their questions. Our commenters can help answer questions who have been here and are veterans. Uh, and we're uh, looking forward to sort of uh, diving into this new world we're about to experience uh, starting next week with everyone else. Word. Very cool. Very cool. Harry, how about you? What do you got for us? Um, not much. I'm, I'm just waiting on my own quest, too. I'm pretty excited for that this week. Uh, we've got some other stuff. Some other. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it, but some... Some things in the in the pipeline uh, for review that should be coming out next week too. So there's some exciting stuff coming on the site. Watch out for that. Great. And David, how about you? That's extremely exciting because I can't even remember what you're talking about. So now, but the thing you yeah. the thing you assisted me with that you got the email for. Jeez, man. Uh, I still don't. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Secret. Watch yeah, out. Yeah. It's coming. Um, let's see stuff coming up tomorrow, Friday. I haven't decided what I'm streaming yet, but there will be a stream here on the channel. I'm thinking maybe Frostpoint because that's an open beta still. That's a new VR shooter. Um, I'll see. I don't know if we can stream population one. I don't know if people are still testing that or not before launch. Uh, maybe I'll look into that. There will be some kind of stream here on the channel. Maybe I'll just do squadrons again. I don't know. We'll see. Um, that'll be here on Friday next week. Um, I'm excited because Quest 2, obviously, we're going to have some new reviews on the site, like Little Witch Academia VR, a, a broom racing game about witches, which is uh, it's a thing that exists, and you will be able to read my impressions about it. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, those two things have more in common than you think. The Quest 2, Little Witch Academia, Universe, the development studio. We partnered with them to give away a Quest 2 itself, the actual headset. Oh, doing a giveaway, still hosted, still accepting submissions. There are already thousands of people that have signed up for a chance to win. So you should sign up too if you want a chance to win. We'll be announcing the winner of that next week. How would you sign up, David? You go to uploadvr.com. You find the article that has the giveaway form. I don't, I don't have the URL memorized. I can't remember exactly, but if you Google Upload VR Quest Two giveaway, I'm sure you'll find it. And uh, you just sign on the form. It's a Gleam form, so you can, like, you know, you can follow us on social media. You can click the different links to get more giveaway entries. And uh, yeah, we'll have one lucky winner shipping, I believe, North America only is what the developers said. They're fulfilling it, not us. So just running the giveaway, then giving them the winner's email. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Well, that's very exciting. So, yeah. Hey, hey, David, did you uh, have any fun on the latest version of the VR roulette that you guys are doing? Oh, we we had a lot of fun yesterday. Every every Wednesday around ten to eleven ish a.m. It depends kind of on when exactly. Uh, ten thirty a.m. Let's say ten thirty uh, Pacific time. 
on uh, our, our YouTube channel here, we have a game show called VR Roulette, where we have a wheel that we put six to eight or so VR games randomly selected from Steam. Mostly games that look like they're either really funny, really quirky, uh, really bad, or, you know, just w- whatever. Something that would be funny to watch and kind of, you know, roast live. And we spin the wheel, and then whoever wins or whoever lands on the wheel gets to play whatever game it lands on and uh, we actually had our first developer reach out and request that we roast their game on the show and so i got the wheel spin and landed on their game yesterday shout out to tata toto uh, if you're watching right now um their game was uh like what was the game hand hand cannon virtuoso it was pretty cool i actually liked it a lot it was it was abnormally good for vr roulette so so, David, would you like? Do you want to encourage developers to send you titles for you to do on the VR Roulette show? Uh, I, I encourage developers to reach out to us in general. Um, if you want to be on the show, I guess you can request. But generally, we try to pick things that are like weird or janky, and you know, like so. If you think your game is bad, like I guess you can reach out, but. No, can I, can I offer like a cash reward if someone gets you sick? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I've got a bounty. Do. Put a bounty on me. Yeah, and I, I, <laughs> I, I want to I I know. <laughs> yeah. Can, I also just want to point out that, that Zena is in the comments. She's very excited for Henry, uh, Kyle. And Henry in eight, she said Henry 8A Quest 2 win. She's very excited about the possibility of watching Henry 8A on the, on the Quest 2. So there me, you go. me too. Me too, Zena. Got the it. Henry fans. Well, all right. Uh, and everybody here has been saying uploadvr.com is the absolute best place for you to go for all your news, reviews, comments, and interviews, as I said at the beginning of the show. But you can also go to our YouTube channel and check out a wide variety of wonderful content to get you excited if your Quest 2 is on the way, like mine is. Some of these folks already have theirs, but, uh, you know give it to the folks that are actually doing the reviews and all that. And I'll get mine in the mail, just like all the rest of you. So stay tuned for more content from upload VR and next week's show and all the other fun stuff that we're going to do. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you in the future. Bye-bye.